The tabernacle brought God's presence among his people, but they still couldn't approach that most holy place in the tent. Today, we'll see how Jesus solves this critical problem on The Bible Brief. The Bible Brief is a project of the Bible Literacy Foundation, a nonprofit dedicated to helping people like you learn the Bible. Check out our website today at BibleLit.org. God's presence is one of the critical themes of the Bible, because God's presence with someone is the inverse of the great problem of the Bible. God's presence is the opposite of spiritual death, because spiritual death is the separation of a person from God. When God is present with a person, that person is not dead. By definition, that person is alive. But God's presence must be without separation. It must be an essential unity without any barriers between God and man. Because when there's no separation between God and man, death turns to life. One of the greatest pictures that we have of life in the Bible is there at the beginning in the Garden of Eden. Life was just brimming in this specially prepared place for mankind to rule over the creatures as they worshipped and obeyed God. It was a place where God was present with Adam and Eve, with no barriers to their relationship and nothing separating their unity. But when Adam and Eve ate the fruit of that tree, a devastating separation happened. A separation demonstrated by the fig leaf coverings and the hiding of these first two humans. But it was a separation that was as much internal as it was external. In sinning against God, there was an essential separation between Adam and Eve and God. The intimacy and unity of their relationship was destroyed. Where once people enjoyed God's direct presence in the garden, now they were banished from the garden, away from the presence of God. As generations passed, God's presence was sought by many, and there were many who in a way walked with God, even if they weren't able to do so with the perfection of the garden. They had some measure of intimacy with God, even if it wasn't face-to-face friendship. Among these were Enoch, Noah, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and Joseph. Yet nowhere in the Hebrew Bible, in the Old Testament, do we see the level of intimacy with God that we see with him and Moses. Moses was in such fellowship with God that his face shone with God's indirect glory. In a way, God was with Moses, But there was still separation. There was still sin. And as we keep going in the story, we'll see that even Moses suffered an essential separation from God. And yet one of God's greatest desires is to be with his people, to dwell among them and to be in their midst. We see this in the institution of the tabernacle tent. Here with this tent, God moves his presence from the top of Mount Sinai into the tent in the middle of the camp of Israel. He would lead them as one among them, instead of as one apart from them. And yet he would still be essentially separate from them, unapproachable except by the high priest of Israel, only once a year and only with blood. God was with his people, but he was still separate from them. It's 1,500 years later that we see the beginnings of the real solution that the tabernacle only points toward. Because it's 1,500 years later that we see the incarnation 
of God the Son. God himself putting on flesh and living as a human. The Gospel of John says this in chapter 1, verse 14. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory, glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. God is doing a new thing with Jesus. Instead of a tent in the wilderness or a temple in a city, he came as a man with a body. When it says in the verse that the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, a better translation of the word dwelt in Greek is tabernacled. That is, that he tabernacled among us. It's as if God is using the human body that he's made as a tent in which he will dwell for the ministry of Jesus. A tent that he will have permanently as the forever embodied Son of God. When Jesus put on flesh, he was establishing the way in which God would lead his people as one among them. It's no wonder that another given name for Jesus is Emmanuel, literally meaning God with us. The incarnation of Jesus, when he came from heaven and put on his own human body, was God creating a bridge between heaven and earth, between the glorified presence of God and the sinful world that had rebelled against him. But it was a bridge that only the perfect, only the righteous could cross. Because despite God coming to dwell with his people, there was still yet the separation problem, which is key to the mission of Jesus and key to understanding the death of Jesus. He came not only to be with his people, but to solve the separation problem. He came to ensure that God with us would not be like that tabernacle in the wilderness that still retained the essential separation from God and people. Instead, he came to open up that Holy of Holies so that any could enter. But Jesus did what no one else could. He provided the blood necessary to make others perfect and righteous, with no other sacrifice needed. The book of Hebrews highlights exactly what the blood of Jesus did when he died on the cross. And the writer does this through comparing the tabernacle in the wilderness of Sinai with the heavenly tabernacle that it was patterned after. This is from Hebrews chapter 8. Now the point in what we are saying is this. We have such a high priest, Jesus, who is seated at the right hand of the throne of the majesty in heaven, a minister in the holy places, in the true tent that the Lord has set up, not man. For every high priest of Israel is appointed to offer gifts and sacrifices. Thus it was necessary for this priest, Jesus, also to have something to offer. Now, if he were on earth, he would not be a priest at all, since there are priests who offer gifts according to the law. They serve a copy and a shadow of the heavenly things. For when Moses was about to erect the tent, he was instructed by God, saying, See that you make everything according to the pattern that was shown you on the mountain. Okay, now if that's a little bit confusing, here's essentially what he's saying. The priests who served in the tabernacle in the wilderness were serving a copy of the true things that were in heaven. The tabernacle in the wilderness is symbolic for the reality that truly exists in heaven. And Jesus himself serves as the priest for the heavenly reality, the true tent of God. Let's keep going in Hebrews chapter 9, starting in verse 11. When Jesus appeared as a high priest of the good things that have come, then through the greater and more perfect tent, 
not made with hands, that is, not made of this creation. He entered once for all into the holy places, not by means of the blood of goats and calves, but by the means of his own blood, thus securing an eternal redemption. And then in verse 24, For Jesus has entered, not into holy places made with hands, which are copies of the true things, but into heaven itself, now to appear in the presence of God on our behalf. Nor was it to offer himself repeatedly, as the high priest enters the holy places every year with blood not his own. For then Jesus would have had to suffer repeatedly since the foundation of the world. But as it is, he has appeared once for all at the end of the ages, to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. And finally in chapter 10 verse 11, But when Christ had offered for all time a single sacrifice for sins, he sat down at the right hand of God, waiting from that time until his enemies should be made a footstool for his feet. For by a single offering, he has perfected for all time those who are being sanctified. Okay, to summarize all that, we can say this. Jesus, God in the flesh, shed his blood to provide permanent entrance into the holy place of the heavenly tent. And that entrance is open and available to all who put their faith in Jesus. His blood covers them, and they are able to enter the holy places in heaven. The exclusivity of the tabernacle in the wilderness has been replaced by the presence of God through the blood of Jesus. We can't miss something that happened at the death of Jesus there in the city of Jerusalem. Remember there in the temple of God, the holy place was opened up as the curtain separating it from everything else was torn in two from top to bottom. What happened in heaven was symbolically shown there in the temple of Jerusalem. Just as the curtain came down in the temple, so Jesus, by his blood, had opened up the way for those who put their faith in him. Jesus came to earth as Emmanuel, God with us, who dwelt among us in the tent of his body. But using that body, he shed his innocent blood so that the heavenly tent would be open to all who come to God by faith. That holy place, that representation of the garden, would be open again to people, just like the beginning, and it would be open to them forever. Because once the blood of Jesus is applied to a person, it doesn't come off. And with his blood applied to us, we are perfect and righteous before God, despite our personal sinfulness. Only God could do this. Only God could make a way where there was no way. Only God could provide the perfect, innocent blood. And because it could only be God, he came to be among us, to walk among us, to teach among us, to tabernacle among us. Join us next time as the people of Israel set out from Mount Sinai and head to the Promised Land. The Bible Brief is brought to you by the Bible Literacy Foundation, dedicated to helping people like you learn the Bible. Copyright Bible Literacy Foundation 2023